0: Okay, let's begin. Parsha Zvayishlach, Tav Shin Pei Dalid, five seven eight four. As we get into the parsha with Yaakov Avinu coming back to Eretz Yisrael with his um, twelve children, eleven boys and one girl, and uh, Binyamin is born in the parsha, and um, the uh, the ways that Yaakov prepares to meet Esav and the ultimate meeting. And Yaakov comes back, Shalem, and uh, he buys a portion of Eretz Yisrael. Remember that Ebenezer we mentioned years ago? The Ebenezer says, why did Yaakov go? The first thing he did was buy a portion. Because he says, if you buy a portion of Eretz Yisrael, it's buying a portion of Olam Haba, that the Ebenezer, in a, in, a, in a little little piece. Then we have the story of Dina <coughs> and Shem, <coughs> and uh, the continuation of the uh, psukim, the birth of uh, Binyamin, um, and the finishing up of the parsha. So let's start with the beginning, with the, maybe the most famous chazal that we have on the parsha. in the second passage. Says the Torah, V'Yitzavosam mar Yaakov Avinu sends Malachim. Rashi says, Malachim Mamish. Right, real Malachim. We've spoken about that. El Esav Achiv, V'Yitzavosam Leymar, and he commands them, Ko samur la'donai Leesav, go tell my master Esav, Ko amar avdecha Yaakov. So says your servant Yaakov, Im on garti, Va'echar ad I have lived with Lavan, and I have tarried until now. Va'echar ad ad Says Rashi. In Lavan Garti, today is number one. Lo nasesi shar Focus on the word gear. I have. Don't think I've gotten it. I, I, I've stole the brachas, and I've, I've had it nice and wonderful and comfortable. No, no, no. I, I've been a gear. Aincha k'day al You shouldn't. You know, no reason to be jealous. You know, it's not much that uh, that I have. And number two, Dover Garti Tar Garti, if you flip around the letters, Tar Yag, 613, Klomar, Im Garti, Im HaRasha Garti, Yag Shamarti, And I didn't learn from his evil ways, meaning I'm still doing Tar Yag mitzvahs. How did he do all Tar Yag mitzvahs? You know, some of the mitzvahs need a Besamikdash, and some of the Mitzvot need a Bezdin. And either way, he was connected to all Tar Yag mitzvahs. The question that's asked by the Nachlas Yaakov, the Nachlas Yaakov is the author of the Nesivus, or Yaakov Yilisa, in his commentary on on Chumash again, we have, he's one of the most prolific uh, writers that we have. We have the uh, his most famous sefer is the Nesivus, Nesivus on on Chosh Mishpat, but he has the Chavez Das on Yore and the uh, base Yaakov on Ksubis and the Torah's Gitten on Gitin, and the Nachlas Yaakov on Chumash. So he says, do you think Esav was interested in hearing that Yaakov Avinu kept all Targum Mitzvus? Like, like, what, what, why was that important for Yaakov to suggest than to present, right? And love and guide you. Eicharatas, verse number one. Akasef hazetamua. Right, this pasuk is is a wonder. Number one, Aleph. Malo le'saber mashikfar garim lovan ve'ez the Indian yishlasipura who litzochin beinav esav esav. I keep tarrying mitzvahs. Now, why is that? Why is that important for for Yaakov to uh, say? V'nire says the Nachos, Yaakov, De'asev lo malo libo l'kach l'atzes l'achemim Yaakov. We think only Yaakov was nervous, right? Esav was also a little bit nervous. Because after all, it was known, it was clear, just like to other people in Sefer Bratius, to the Avimelechs and the Paros, right? That, that God is with certain people. And Esav knew. V'chofef k'vod Hashem alav tamid. And he knew that Hashem was with Yaakov. Ki afilu ha-malachim achronim Kamo Nuvu ha-netzar. malachim. Remember nubu ha Right? Achash veiro shivan. Right? I don't want to start your... your I don't want to start up with the Jews. They know. Matinu shi hayu yoram lilochem in They were nervous. Vaya omrim tamid shi yoram mehem. Bakal shikain. Shailu leisav liro mebnei Yaakov. Yaakov avinu. Kedushas Yaakov hayu mefersan b'fiyabriyos. Everyone knew the righteousness... And the tzidkus of Yaakov Avinu. So, in a sense, Esav might have been a little nervous from Yaakov, but you know what gave Esav confidence? There was one thing that Yaakov wasn't doing for the past couple of decades, and Esav knew it. Achmachmasis <laughs> Yaakov me'aretz l'chutz la'aretz. He went to chutz la'aretz, and what is he knew the end of the gemara Subis? You don't have a direct connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in HaKadosh 22 years, Esav says, I've been with, I've been with, 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 uh, with Abba. I've been with Yitzchak. He was punished. So Esav thinks, maybe I have an in, Maybe that's my opening. He's not perfect. He doesn't have those two mitzvos. Ki akar mi makom kedusha l'makom matuma. Ume line sixteen. Uma akev atzmo al zman aruch. He was there for so long. Chashev Esav thinks. Ki Yakov nasag mi kedushas me akudshu v'rocha cheresimo. Maybe Yaakov. Maybe Yaakov has slipped a little bit in his ruchnius. After all, he's been with love in all these decades. There must have been some hashpa. There must have been some kind of uh, influence. That's why he goes out to fight with his four hundred men because he thinks maybe, thinks maybe there's a there's a there's a chance there's a chance. What does Yaakov send him? Don't think there's a there's space. Don't think there's a crack. Right? What do we say in the Hagada? The Magid. Garti, I didn't go there because I was leaving Eretz Yisrael. I went there because you were chasing me and I was running for my life. G- I went there to, to, um, to just be there, sojourn there a little bit. I didn't go there. Don't, uh, don't blame me for this uh, lack of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. It was a danger. I was running away from my life. And the whole time I was living there, Sham hayadaito l'mehadar. I wanted to come back. Vyalze hayamachshavaso tamid. That's what he was constantly thinking. Right? There's a Gamaring gemara in S'ubis. Echad ba, echad mitzapel rosa. If somebody is yearning and yearning every day, they can't, but they're yearning trying to get out Eretz Yisrael. They're considered a ben Eretz Yisrael. V'lo yatzafilu rega echad miachshavaso. never left his his. Uh, His thoughts for a moment. Remember the other Rashi in this parsha, right? That Avra? he put one leg on one side and one leg on the other side by the pachim ketanim. We discussed in the past. Maybe that means he always had one leg in Eretz Yisrael, one leg in Eretz Yisrael. He didn't stay there to get rich. Don't think I could have left earlier. All these sheep and riches that you see, no. Even if I only had one, I would have wanted to come back. It's not because I was missing something. I was there for my wives, I was there for my kids, I didn't go out from my from my shita. And therefore, says uh, the Nachlas Yaakov, says the Nasivis, Avina was telling Esav, right? This was part of his plan, part of his confidence. No, don't think you could start up with me because of the chatoim shebiadi. Right? In lovangarti, the targ mitzvah shamarti. Okay. Moving right along. So we get to the... Lamed be'ezvav. So what is the message that Yaakov sends to Esav? He tells the malachim, go tell Esav, go, Amar Abdecha Yaakov. I have oxen, donkeys, I think we spoke about gemalim a couple of weeks ago. Why Gamalim and Parashat HaYasar, why there were so many mentions of gemalim? But here we have And I'm sending them to you to find favor in your, in your eyes. So interesting of the order. The Rabbin Bachai, we mentioned this rabbin Bachai a couple of years ago, but now we're going to expand on it. The Pasak here says that Yaakov says to Esau, he has Shor v'chamar son v'shivcha. That's the order. In other words, son is not first. Son is not first. Says rabbin Bachai, source number two. Berav miut Right? He doesn't want to want to boast about his riches. I have shvarim. It doesn't even say it in plural. Can you check hashova ashir ba'ashro? Right? Riches aren't mine. V'chein derech ha-tsadikim shemememateh netzatzman ve'askol and the righteous. They minimize themselves and what they have. Aval ha-reshahim meromam netzatzman But the rishahim, we know, lift themselves up. What does Esav say? Yeshli rav. Not yeshli kol. V'hayal ha-kosav roi sheyaktem in Surely the tzon should be first those are the most special animals. Ki chen derech haksuvim lahakdiman mebrei shehu amin ha-nichpad va-nivchar mikala behemos. Right, son is the most chashuv. Son should have been first. Sheken kasev ba-avraham la ba-avura What it was, the gift that Avram was given. Vahili tson u-vakar Gav bi-yitzchak siv Vahilo miknet son u-miknet bakar vavud rabah by Avra, by Yitzchak, Tzon is first. Gambe Yaakov. Ve'ilo Tzon, Rabos, Ushfachos. So Tzon is always first. Min Atzon, Kodom, Lechala, Behemos. So why isn't Tzon first here? Umashelo hikdimu bakasif hazeh shelafi sheloratze loftochlo betzon. Exactly, exactly the point. That Tzon is the most special and when he's telling Esav what he has, he doesn't put Tzon first. L'fish so ha'yedei atzon nesroke an Esav minabrakhas. Look at the sensitivity that Yaakov has. The sheep will remind Esav of that day many years ago when his father told him to get some sheep. Gedoye izim, goats, sheep. We're not going to be mechalik now between them. So he didn't want to say, he didn't want to say tzon. That would that would give Esav, you know, painful memories. Aval al Yaakov, But on the way back to malachim... Say it's own first. He split up its own. He split it up and the animals and the own came first. After he was appeased and there was peace, then he also said the own. Just here he didn't say it. Okay, that's the Rabbin Bachai. He points out why own is not first here. But if you look in the Ash Tamid, Ravdruk he says so building on he quoted Rabbin Bachai, and then he says, the Ishlaya when he sends it to, sends the, uh, the, uh, Mincha, the present, Pasach B'tzon, Rishona, and he sends, when it describes the animals that were sent, right after Shani, izim Masayim, right? Ezim, that's a form of Tzon. Tzon is the larger category. So Tzon is first when he sends in the presence. And he wasn't worried about, wasn't worried about the Tzon causing, uh, Esav to be upset. So what happened between, in other words, Pasik Zion? no, I'm sorry, Pasik Vav and Pasik Tesvav. Pasik Vav, the first time Yaakov sends, he doesn't say Tzun first, because he's nervous. And later on, when he actually sends the gifts, he puts the own first, the Izim first. V'nira Levar says the Ishtamit, what happened between Pasik Vav and Pasik Tesvav? What did Yaakov do between Pazag Vav and Pazag Tezvav? When he first sends the Malachim, he was nervous. He was anxious. He hadn't davened yet. He hadn't davened yet. Once Yaakov davened, right, in the middle. Right? Save so me. I'm nervous. Once he davined, kfar haya yakov battuach batsmovalochashash, then he was confident. Lakahiskirtsombathila, kivan shayya batuach Betchila so hitzliha. He had confidence in his tfilah. He knew his tfila would be makuyam and listened to Kivansha Tfila mo'ila mitza teva habriya. It's in the nature of the world, the teva the world, that Hashem hears our Tfilos. And then he quotes four or five areas and contexts fascinating areas where we see this idea. First, he quotes the Gemara and Kiddush and the Chavtes. Again, these, not all of these um, should be mimicked, but there's a message here for us. Some of these, as we're about to see, and maybe even Yaakov Avinu, you know, you daven, so are you so confident that you're so mechon and and you don't care, you don't care about upsetting the enemy? Okay, Yaakov Avinu could do that. And maybe, maybe Abaya could do that. But we still learn the message. Remember the story, Kiddush and in the base of Abayah, there was a demon. There was a mazik in the shul, and even if you went in during the day, and you went in with a bunch of people. He was, he was, he was uh, causing problems. He was causing problems. The demon. So what happens? So Abayah turning the page now. Uh, Abayah hears that Rav Achra Bar Yaakov is coming is coming to town, and he was a great tzaddik. And Abay is like, that's great, I'm going to get him to get rid of the demon. But how do you get him to get rid of the demon? So Abaya send messages to the whole town. Nobody be Mahnis O'Reach. Nobody will, uh, uh, invite him into your home. So he'll, have to, he'll be stuck, he'll have to stay in the shul. And he'll be there and he'll take care of business. He'll take care of business. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And then I'll have to stay in the base medrash. And then he'll have to stay in the line five. Base medrash. Remember that? It was the seven-headed dragon-looking demon. And every time he was mishtachaveh, another, another one of the heads fell off until finally it was gone. And the next day he sees a bayah. What would you do? He's like, oh, no, I wanted you to daven and get rid of it. So he asked the marsha. Well, that's not fair. Right? How did, wasn't that putting him into danger? The marsha toma keitsa, docha, revachla, sakana. He put him into a macham sakana. Shema Jnisa says the marsha. Abaya knew that the tfila of Revachah would save the day. He knew. While Yaakov Avina was confident in his tfilah, says the Marsha, Again, this is not something that we should copy. We are not on the level of just doing Tfila and not hishtadlus. but But uh, that is what the Marsha says. But it's the power of tfilah. The power of what Tila could accomplish, that's what we're talking about here. And there are three other areas which he quotes. One we've quoted in the past and two are new. One he quotes from Havchayim Shmulevitz. You might have heard this question before. Remember Rashi and Parshas HaAzinu on the left side. Rashi and Parshas HaAzinu, what does it say there? That Moshe Rabbeinu was going to die and be buried hayom on that very day. And Rashi quotes there are three events in the Torah there's more, but he says three. Three events in the Torah where it says Hayom Azeh, on that very day. Why? In that day, top left, Shall Moshe Lafi. Yisrael Omrim Margishinbo we're not going to let Moshe go. If we realize that Moshe Beno is going to die, and we're not letting him. We're not letting him go. The same thing Rashi quotes by Yitzias Mitzrayim. I'm going to do a betzamayamaze, so the Mitzrayim, if they want, to, would want to stop. And by Noah, I'm going to take, I'm going to put him into the teva betzamayamaze. So, so to hear Moshe, Adam shows the enemy Mitzrayim. The man that took us out of Mitzrayim, v'karolano asayam, v'horolano asaman. He split the sea. He brought us the man. V'igizlano asaslov, v'hehalano sebeir. V'adoslano asatoura. Everything. I know manichanoso. We're not letting him. Baruch says, you're not letting him? Fine. Answer of Chaim It's in the Sikhaz Musr, but it's all collected here. You can understand the other two. Mitzrayim. We're not going to let them out. Okay, they'll stand at the door and not let them out. And by Noah, they'll break the Teva. But here, they're not going to let Moshe die. Like, how, how does that work? How, how is that possible? What were they going to do? They were going to bring a, a respirator machine. Like, like, what were they going to do? I don't understand. Could somebody prevent death? How could they? How would they be able to prevent it? Says You know what they believed? They believed in their koach and maybe they learned it from Moshe Rabbeinu himself. I'll add that. Because Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews just 40 years earlier. And Moshe davened and saved them. So maybe they say, Vayechal Moshe, if he saved us, maybe we could save him. They could prevent it. Again, it doesn't mean always Rachmanel Often we daven and there are results that we didn't hope for. But there's a power of tefillah. And if we don't see the results now, there is a result somewhere. Kiva cha tefillah mo'ila be'etzem. Tefillah elb, the ink, call, ifshares lafria, And nothing happens without tefillah. Kiva cha tefillah, Mishana etzah metzius. Avalom hayamam, Remember Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem says, don't daven another tefillah. Whatever the number was. Don't daven. Hashem didn't want him to have another one. Because if he davens another one, then he would have to give in, and that's not the plan of the, of the world. the mayom azeh, Hashem says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at that time. And you'll see, even though tefillah does work and change and is so powerful, but this is, this is Rav Chaim Shmulev, regarding the tefillah that they believed in, that they believed in. But there are two other contexts as well. If you turn the page for a moment, I think we mentioned, I might have mentioned this in a shir, but I don't think in the Parsha shir. The bottom of uh, page, th- page three now. The bottom of Tafayan and Base where it says. Ode Yesh bin St. Tom. The bottom right. Agamari, agamari brachas the beginning of the last parak. Amazing. Rabanan Evan, the, the Mishnah and the B'risa there lists off places where miracles took place. And if you see the place that a miracle took place, you make a bracha. Make a bracha barak right? if somebody went, uh, was saved from a, by miraculously barak shao da right or if you pass by a place where the avos da so one of those places one of those spots is tana rabanan if you see the rock that Moshe sat on during the milchemes Malik, b'sha'a Sha'asa Yoshua melchama ba'amalek, tzorach li'tein hodah hamakom. You see the rock that Moshe sat on? So then, you have to make a bracha, you have to give hodah. Ask the marsha, again the marsha, the rock? How about the battlefield? What is the rock that Moshe sat on have anything to do with the war? Where did the miracle take place? Where did they beat amalek By the By the battlefield. Did the rock, did the nace happen on the rock? What should it say? Right, if you um, are, are, are the battlefield. Says the marsha? No, the rock is the makam ha Why? Because that's where Moshe died. That's what Moshe Davin for the nase to take place. You need both. You need both. But that's the makam anis, says the Marsha. We think, right, Klal Yisrael, how much to heal him is being said by Klal Yisrael every single day. That's a crucial part of the war effort. That's the makam anis. That's what, obviously you can't. Moshe didn't just daven without Yeshua going to battle. Yeshua ben Nun had to go to battle. Right, but Yeshua didn't stay home and, and Davin. Yeshua, Yeshua ben Nun was a tremendous star of Chacham, but he went and fought. So what was the makam anes? You could maybe make a bracha on the, on the, on the battlefield too. But the, but the rock. That's the spot. The Tvila brings it. Nimsan hu Once the tefillah happened, then memela comes You might say, right, not. Again, you might say it also came to fruition, but the rock is the makam one other one. Let's skip one. He mentions a few others, but let's go to the bottom one. Pusik says later in this week's parsha. This week's parsha. Ela b'nei Yaakov. The parsha lists off the children of Yaakov, Asha padanaram the children that he had in Padanaram. And the Rishonim are bothered. He only had eleven boys in Padanaram. The twelfth one was born here. And there is Kenan. Why does it call all the Shvatim as having been born in Padanaram? Says the Chizkuni. This is a Chizkuni. One of the great Rish- rishonim Says the Chizkuni now in source number 6 on the next page. Binyamin was born in Eretz Canaan. But he was born through the Tefillah of Rachel in Padanaram. Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher. When Yosef was named. When Yosef was named, she davens for another son. Says the Chizkuni. Asher Yulalo. The bit born Alpi Shpala Rachel Pipadana Ram, the Tfilah that Rachel Davind, Yosef Hashem Lee Ben Achar, right, which linked Yosef and Binyamin forever. Yosef's name has Binyamin in it. When we talk Kahma'labakas of Kilunolad Aram. Amazing. Mivuar, she'makom Hatfila, al Haleida, The place where the davining took place for the birth, Harihu Nehshaf Kamakam Haleida. That's the place of birth. That's the place of birth. That's where the birth, where the birth started. The birth started. Through the tefillah for the birth, shakivat shebekoach ha tefila la hachriah could change realities. But again, a big part of it is you have to believe in it. You have to be machshiv it, right? Some of the bali Muslims say when we're machshiv something, then memela it's powerful. If we're not machshiv, it's not. Remember the story the haftorah a couple of weeks ago. It was Chayyisa. David Melech could not be warmed at the end of his life. He put on bagad he couldn't be warmed. What does the Gemara say in Masechus Brachus? He couldn't be warmed because earlier in his life, he had cut clothing. He had cut and ripped Shaul's clothing, even if for a good reason. That's why he was Mavazah clothing. He disgraced clothing, so clothing is not going to warm him. What's, what's the message? He did it for the right reason. So explain to Balimussar, it's a mitzius. It's not a punishment. If I'm not machshiv something, then it doesn't work for me. If I'm not machshev clothing, then the clothing is not going to warm me. If I'm not machshev tefillah, then it's not going to be as powerful as it could be. The more we believe in it, the more we're machshev it, the more we take it seriously, we have to recognize that there's power there. There's power there. Moshe and Yehoshua, the team that they had, and that's the makamanes and the chizkuni, asher yulalo Bipadanara. Okay. So we continue. Yaakov Avinu comes and he prepares for battle. We'll talk about that on Shabbos. And he says, Katonti. He sends a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And he gets up in the middle of the night and he takes his wives and shvachos and children. ma'var yabok. He goes across the river. Yaakov Yaakov is left by himself. Vayavik ish imo and he wrestles with a man. I should say, with an ish. What's an ish? Right? Chazal say, Who is this ish? Saro Shalesav. Saro that's the ish. Beautiful thought that we've mentioned in past years. In next week's parsha, there's also an ish. Remember that ish? There's an ish that Yosef meets. And he says, Can I help you? And he helps him out. So is an ish, is an ish Saro Shaleisov, or is an ish Malach, Gabriel, I don't remember which one it was, right? The Malach, to help him out, right? So so which what's an ish? So one of the Rebbes say, if you're coming to help, then you're a Malach. If you're coming to cause problems, then you're Saro Shaleisov. Right, it's all it's all up to to what our goal is. Right. Well, we've mentioned that in the past, but anyway, back to our parsha here. And he f- fights, and Yaakov stands up, and ultimately, ultimately is victorious, and he's given the name Yisrael Kisarisa Imanashim, Notice Kisarisa. He's not called Nitzachon. He's called Sarisa. It's the fight itself. Says Reb Salvechik and Source Number Seven. Yaakov took on a malach. Took on a malach. How are we supposed to understand that? Is that normal? Is that logical? Yaakov was alone, weak and unarmed, a novice in the art of warfare. His antagonist was a powerful professional warrior. Why did not Yaakov not surrender to the foe who attacked him in the dark? He acted absurdly, contrary to all rational, practical considerations. In other words he acted heroically. He, the lonely and helpless Yaakov, dared to engage a mighty adversary in combat. He had to do a lot in love and but now he was called upon to do, use a lot more different skill set. Rav Salvatric says, what Yaakov manifested here was not koach, strength, but gvura, heroism, which is always employed when reason, despairs, and logic retreats. Hero, what's a hero? If you ask, if you look up hero in the dictionary. Hero, somebody who wins a big battle. The hero of classical man was the grandiose figure with whom man identified himself in order to to satisfy his endless vanity. Hero worship is essentially self-worship. It's somebody who, momentary victory, etc. The classical heroic gesture represents disenchanted man who tries to achieve immortality, and permanence by identifying himself with the heroic figure on the stage. That's not biblical heroism, says Rev Salvechik. Biblical heroism is based on a belief. Based on a an eternal goal. Based on something that's worth fighting for, even if it's against all odds. And it's Rabbi M'Amiyatim. Right? The Chashmonoim were heroes. As is described in Al-Hanisim, as we get there. It is perhaps the central motif in our existential experience. It pervades the human mind steadily, imparts to man a strange feeling of tranquility. It's tra- what's the tranquility? Because we know we're fighting for something greater than ourselves. The heroic person does not succumb to frenzy and excitement. They're level-headed. Biblical heroism is not ecstatic, but contemplative. Not loud, but hushed. Not dramatic or spectacular, but mute. And a hero in a different article, I'm going to give this to you now, different article of Solveitchik talks about a hero in private. He talks about the Gemara Mesechha Sanhedrin, in the laws of Taurus and Mishpacha, in the privacy in one's own bedroom of Solveitchik writes, right, it's only the man and the woman in a Kaddish Baruchu. That's a human hero. That's a hero. Somebody who has the Gvura to pull back, says Salvechik, biblical, Halachic heroism is not about who's stronger. It's about who's more driven. Driven by a goal. Driven by a passion of a value that is of an eternal substance. And that's what Yaakov was. Yaakov was fighting for eternity. He was fighting for his values. And obviously, every one of our Am Yisrael is following in the footsteps of Yaakov Avinu, fighting for a goal. Not fighting just to to get a, a, a portion of land fighting for an ancient promise, fighting for something that goes back to Brisbane Habisar. Okay. So Yaakov Avinu finally meets Esav after fighting Sarushal Esav. And what does he say? They come close. Yesli rav, Yeshli Yaakov says, please, take my present. Take my mincha. Take my mincha. Take my mincha. Vayifzar bo, Vayikach. finally, he pushes va'yiftsar, Vayikach, and Esav takes it. And the question is, why did Yaakov want so badly that Esav should take the present? Vayifzar means that he pressed him. He pressed him, Vayifzar Why did he press him so much? says the Shalheves Yosef. We haven't quoted this one in a while. Shalheves Yosef is a sefer that came out a year after Ravavadya was nifter. And it has a question in every parsha with like four or five answers. And then the last answer, it relates to Ravavadya. And this is Ravavadya and has five stories about Ravavadya that relate to that answer and that midah. So here in front of you, you have the answers without the stories about Ravavadya relating to the midah. But uh, the question that he asks is this question. Why did... Why did he, why did Yaakov want Esav to take it so much? He brought it. Esav already saw how much he loved him and he wanted to give it to him. So Khanain. rasha. Why was it so important that he actually, that he actually take it? So you have in front of you the next page, five answers that he quotes. Let's just go through them quickly. He quotes five answers. Number one, B'dochag yeah, Esav says that he's happy now, but who knows how long that's going to last. And tomorrow he'll say, I didn't get anything from Yaakov Avinu. Right, who knows? She mikom akam yada Yaakov, shekozman she Esav lo, yekab las kol deron shashalach lo, achreizman yeshari, he's going to get upset again. Right, it's not going to last too long. Number one. Number two. Od shlomar, ki <speaking> chen <in> derech hasoram uh, this is what happens sometimes. People say, "No, no, come on, no, I don't need that." And really, inside, you know, you know, of course, I love that. But you know, Yaakov knew that Esav was was good on on the outside, but come on, no, you know, fake humility. He knew that Esav wanted it. And, he, and if he didn't get it, he would just be upset. Mitzrayim ubachal es vaes chomdim matanos umamanacherem. They always want other people's stuff. Elishazek neged kvodam likar, but it's not. It's pasnished. It's not kavedik for me to take from someone else. Valachin wrote some shay. Nozin They want you to push. Achenot lim keelub leiz beira. They want you to say, come up. Okay, fine. So I'll be the good guy and give in. Number two, number three. She Yaakov chasheshkan l'iser gezel. He managed to for gezel. Why? Kikvar his kabin l'teinakol Esav. He already a kavani. He gave it to Esav already. He's already mizake it to him. He already basically gave it to him through a third party. He gave it to the shlichim when he gave it to the shlichim. That was on behalf of Esav. So halakhagli, he already gave it to him. Three, four. He says od yeshlomar. Maybe he was nervous. She Yaakov yarish Esav lo ras l'kachas kolador. If he doesn't take the presents. He's gonna have another option. He's gonna say, okay, I'll take Dina. And he didn't want that on the table. So that's not something that was on the table. But the last one, which is the one that he obviously expands upon, but again, I just gave you the answer, he says, maybe it's based on the Gemara in Machus. The last Daf in Machus, Daf Chavdala, talks about certain Midos, one of them being Dover MS Bilvavo. And Dover HaMezbovavo does not mean that it halachically already went to the other person. Like answer number three, he was already mizakeh to him. But it's like Rav Safra. Remember the Gemara there? Rashi Rashi there quotes the Sheiltos. Rav Safra. One time, Rav Safra, right, he was going to sell something. He was going to sell a watch. He was a little Kriyishma, but somebody heard that he wanted to sell it. So he goes to Rav Safra and says, Rav Safra, I'll give you a hundred for it. Rav Safra ignores him. I'll give you two hundred. Still ignores him. I'll give you five. I'll give you a thousand. I'll give you a ton. Finally he finishes saying Kriyashma. And what does Rafsafer say? I'll take it for a hundred. I'll sell it to you for a hundred. hundred? What do you mean? That was the I couldn't answer you. Dover MS Bovavo. I would have that's emes stick in the heart. I would have sold it to you for the original. Right, that's Dover Emes Bilvavo. And that's a similar story, is quoted in the Reishas Chachma, but maybe that's why Yaakov Avinu, who was the Ish-Emes, in Ish-Emes, Shekfar Hayabalibo, he already had it in his mind to give it away. That was in my mind, Yaakov, right? We always think of Yaakov of, Yaakov and the brachas, and Yaakov with Lavan, But ultimately, those were Nishyonos. His mida was Emes. Titen Emes li Yaakov. And that's what Yaakov had to do here. He was a Dover Emes, Dover Emes Bolvavo. Okay. So we have the story of Shem and Dina. And at the end, it ends... The story ends, you know, uh, but in the middle, the brothers come back, the Bnei Yaakov come back, and the Pasik says, They were very angry, because such a terrible thing was done in Israel, and it's not done. What do those three th- words mean? It's not done, right? It was a Nevala Asabi Yisrael, Ashkav Yaakov. It was a terrible, disgusting thing that was done to Abbas Yaakov. Rashi, Rashi, Laano says Absulos she min al Even the other nations had some standard, had some standard, and were not just total animals. They weren't. They were godru atzmon min arayas al right? Because the mabul they had some limitations. So this is not something that lo yehaseh. It was a terrible thing that happened to the Jewish, to, to the Jewish girl, Vechenlo Yeyoseh. So that double Lashon was used by the Beis Halevi. Was used by the Beis Halevi. Says the, there's a story, you might have heard this story before, but Pinkas quotes this story in the Beis Halevi and then relates it a message for us. There was a story of the Beis Alevi. It was one time I heard it. It was a snowy evening and he finally showed up and there was one motel open, one little inn, and they knock on the door and it was the middle of the night and it was freezing and the uh, the HaLevi and his driver ask the innkeeper, you have any room? You have any room? And it, the innkeeper did not recognize who he was talking to. So he says, no, no, there's no room here. And finally he begs him, he begs him, he begs him, finally, he was convinced. You could lie on the floor over there. I don't have any separate rooms. He let him in, but begrudgingly. And, uh, Without not not so nice. the middle of the night, later, all of a sudden, more knocks on the door. One of the great Hasidish rebbe's came with his entourage and his coat and his Hasidim and he comes in. The Balach Sanya sees, he lights candles and he warms up a tea. And he gives him amazing. In the middle of the meal, the Rebbe sees in the corner on the floor next to the oven is the great Beis Levi. The Rebbe knows who it is. He says, ask him, well, first he asks him to come up. And he realizes, brings him quickly. All of a sudden, the innkeeper goes and says, he asked Mechila from the Beis Alevi. I didn't know you were the Beis Alevi the Beis HaLevi says, I'm not giving you Mechila for that. When well, he may not give you Mechila. And he says this part. He says, B'nai Yaakov, he quotes this Pasuk, What are these extra words? Ella, as Rashi says, says the Beis HaLevi, the Goyim also had a level, had a standard. So what were they saying? The B'nai Yaakov were saying to Shem, if everybody acts like this, and it happened to be that you acted like this with us also. Maybe I could understand. But you never act like this. This is different. You didn't know that she was a Jew. If nobody ever does it and, I'm sorry, if everybody acts this way and you would have acted this way but you just didn't know that you was a Jew, okay, you're Anus. But nobody acts this way. So, that's a problem. You don't have an excuse that, oh, she's Jewish. You don't act this way amongst yourselves. Says the Beis HaLevi. If it was appropriate and okay to treat any Jew in the way you treated me, then fine, you're an Ones. That was the Beis HaLevi. But you can't treat any Jew in this way. Right? If you could have given somebody soup and tea, and then, then I'm no different. That's the message. The message is what's expected of us. Right, what's expected of us? What was expected of the Anshe Shchem? What was expected of the Baalach Sanya? The Baalach Sanya, What was expected is to treat everybody in the same way that you treat the Beis Halevi. Says the Rav pinkus what's expected? We have to try to do what's expected of us, not what we could get away with, and we don't know what could be expected of us. We don't know. We're going to be asked, you know, about learning. So uh, I'm not Rebbe Eger. Okay, you don't have to learn Rebbe Eger. You have to learn like you have to learn in your, in Tufshin Pay Dalad. Karish Baracho is expecting us, and he has, he has a lot, he expects a lot of us. And we have to make sure that we, we recognize everything that, that is in us, within us, and, uh, and recognize the power that we have. Recognize the power that we have, and that's the story of the Beis HaLevi and the Pshat of the Psunyah. Okay. Two more thoughts. One is the Elat of Schlesinger. Where he talks about Rachel Imenu. Now we're gonna end with something, uh, something unique. Rachel Imenu is Niftera, we know. Very, very short and difficult life, Rachel Imenu. Right? She gave away her, her husband, and then she dies in childbirth after having been barren for so many years. So she was Niftera, but we know Rachel is the one that has God's ear. Here's says, Rachel of Akal Banel. Rachel Mavaka, what is it about Rachel that gives her, her her that power? What's the what's the secret? So explains the Rav Schlesinger here. The secret is in those psukim that we just read, right? What what? Is the, is a motif that keeps coming up. Nehi bechi Rachel mevaka albanera. Mini koeich mi bechi. mi dima. Crying. There's a certain depth of prayer called bechi. Could be literal tears. Or internal tears. But it's a certain depth of spirit of prayer. Shari dimaus. Say chaza lo ninalu. Right? The Gemara says, even if Shari Tfilah are ninal, Shari Demos are never ninal. And he quotes a number of related Chazals that the Shari Demos is, is, is never ninal. Again, it could be that we actually cry. It could be that we're in the state of. But we have to recognize this connects also, to what I said before, I was just going in order, to the power that we have if we really believe in it. When somebody cries out to Akharish Baruch Hu, in real need, knowing that he's the only one, right? The, 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 he quotes the Vard of the Kohen Gadol. We know from Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol says a special tefill on the way out of the Kodesh Kadashim. Hashem, give us a wonderful, amazing year and don't listen to the tefillahs over each rachim. Don't listen to the people who are traveling, who don't want rain. The whole nation needs rain. And ask the Bali Musser because of this, three, three guys on the road are davening no rain. Yeah, because they're davening their hearts out, because they know if it rains that their their whole they get flooded and they're stuck and they'll drown. Because when you daven with all your hearts, that's a, that's a different quality of davening. It's a tefillah shall bechi, or the mothers of the Kohanim gedolim who davened, because they knew the power of the other people's tefillah, so they davened even more to counter the tefillah of those who want the kohen gadol to die. But that's the tefillah of the kohen gadol, and tefillah of uh, of bechi. And we have to recognize the power of that. Put that together with the other thoughts relating to tefillah. Okay, the last thought t- for tonight should be a schuss. It's from uh, Rabbi Deron Peretz has a sefer, the Jewish state from opposition to opportunity, where he quotes the whole first half of the sefer is based on a gra. It's based on a gra in Chabakuk, which is an unbelievable gra. The gra is one line, and this should be a schuss for uh, his family for his son to be found and for his other son to have a refuah. Uh, Rashi quotes in four words in this week's Parsha. That's why I'm doing it in this week's Parsha. Paraglamet Gimel Pasig dalid. What does the pasuk say? Vayishakeyu. Esav gave a kiss to Yaakov. Gave a kiss to Yaakov. Some say that, oh, for momentarily, you know, he had a brotherly love. But then the Rashi quotes, "Lo, why there are dots on Yishakayu? Shlo Neshako b'chalibo." He didn't kiss him wholeheartedly. Amar Rebbe Shimon b'Yechoi, halacha biyadua, son It is a halacha and it is known. Esav son Eliyakov. I once heard Rebbe and Sack say, "What the double lashon halacha biyadua? Halacha means it's a mitzvah that we have biyadua." It's clear and logical and obvious. Just open your eyes. There are two ways that we know things in Judaism, either from Misora or based on logic. So that's the double Lashon. Halacha it's a Misora that goes back, and dua. just open your eyes and you see, Esav Son Yaakov. there's something called anti-Semitism. There are different, as Rabbi Jonathan Sack says, mutations of it, and it comes out in different ways in every generation. But at root, it's Esav Son Yaakov. The Gra says in Chabakuk, in Source 14, Shom, on the Pasuk in Az-Yashir, the nations fear, the plishtim, the plishtim, at the moment of Kriyasi az- Yamsuf, all the nations were shaking. But three of the nations here are plishtim, Edom, and Moab. Those are the three. Says the Gra, those are three, represent three sources and types of anti-Semites. Two of them we're used to. Two of them we've mentioned in the past. Haim Shlosha, Mitzranim, Yisrael. It also has three borders. Edom, Moav, and, and Eretz Plishtim. Edom, mi Edom is from the south. Plishtim, Mimarav, Plishtim is from Eretz Plishtim. Aza, from the west. Moav, hu'abu, satum, Shenitmu bo Yisrael. I'm sorry. The, Moav, let's start, start. I, I scarf at the beginning. I'm sorry. Moav, mi, mizrach, edeme, daram, mi, marav. These three represent three attitudes and views and types of, of, um, of anti-Semitism. Moav number one, who ha, tumma, bo, yisrael. Moav is spiritual Tuma. Moav is spiritual Tuma. Amon and Moav. Moavites. We've had a lot of those, right? Those are the, that's the Hanukkah story. Those are the ones, the, the the nations throughout history that said you could be a Jew, but but no Judaism, right? Ripping us away. The uh, Soviet Russia, right? That's the spiritual. Edom, who avos She sheizikul Israel biyoser. Edom are the physical, the ones that just want to annihilate the Jewish people. The Hamans and the Hitlers, all of them. Yimach shamam. So it's the spiritual enemies that want to kill us spiritually that want to kill us physically. And that we've spoken about often in the past as well. But what about the plishtim? That's the third one. Look what the gras says three hundred years ago. Plishtim hate Israel bim od the plishtim have caused terrible tsaris for Klai Israel, for Shum the The plishtim are against Jewish sovereignty. They're against Jews having a country. They're against Jews having a government. You want to be a couple of tribes in various different places? Okay, doesn't bother us. But throughout history, from the days of David until today, that's where the plishtim always had. I didn't give you his words on type one and two, but you feel free to look at his book. But type three, political denialism. The grog explains the biblical Philistines had a single-minded dedication to denying the Jewish people any form of governance or sovereign presence in the land of Israel. It's unbelievable. Where did the Plishtim attack? Shaul and David. That's when they were the most active, when Jewish sovereignty was starting, because they can't take that. They can't take it that Jews have a state, that Jews have a government. It was the Plishtim who constantly fought Avraham and Yitzchak who wanted to establish a Jewish presence in the land of Israel. Right, the other anti-Semites don't care where Jews are in the world. Right, Hitler didn't care. He didn't make it to Israel. But he was against Jews. And the other, the other, uh, the Stalins and the Chanaka, doesn't matter. It's about against Jews. But the Plishtim are against Jews in the land of Israel. Amazingly, the first two kings of Israel, Shaul and David, as mentioned in Shmuel, were consistently opposed by the Plishtim, who fought 20 battles with them as they attempted to establish a central governments. Incredibly, the next paragraph, right? Today, they are called Palestinians, Plishtim. It's not a coincidence. Based on the Latin translation of Philistines, although the modern day Palestinians have no religious, historical, or cultural connection to the ancient Philistines whatsoever, we cannot overlook the significance of their name echoing that of an ancient enemy of the Jews. In so many ways, the modern-day Palestinians and the anti-Zionist delegitimization campaign are fighting the exact same battle as the ancient ones. While not biological descendants, they are the spiritual heirs of the ancient biblical role. And it's all in one line of the gra. And that puts everything in the historical context. There are people, there are enemies, there are anti-Semites that wanted to kill us physically, spiritually, and... Regarding statehood. The focal point of this anti-Semitism is a hatred of the Jewish people's claim to Eretz Israel. And interestingly, he just has a little biography in, about the Gra on that page. The Gra was unbelievable. He changed, uh, Judaism on the face of the earth for, in many ways. But one of the major, um, contributions that many don't focus on always. The Gra, they focus on the Torah of the Gra, which is obviously. But the fact that so many of the Talmudic Hagra established the Jewish Yeshiv in the 1800s, right? Why are there so many menhage ha in Yerushalayim for sure, but in all of Eretz Yisrael, why doesn't anybody wear, um, you know, tefillin on Cholom um, Moed, and they're saying Vishamru Friday night. There are so many, there are so many menhagem of the grah because the Gra pushes Talmidim. He wanted to grow, he didn't make it, but he pushes Talmidim to go because maybe he wanted to overcome this plishti, this plishti movement, you hear Ratzon, that B'zchus talking about this, it could be overcome, it could be blotted out, along with all the other enemies of Am Yisrael, Nekom Nikma, Dama Vatecha, Shafuch, be zoha, to just have Shalom and Shalva with a Binyin